0: Radio Pulp. Again we bring you another episode from Edgar Rice Burroughs' startling book, Tarzan of the Apes. Swinging with easy grace and miraculous speed, Tarzan soon comes upon Captain Tracy, hopelessly lost in the maze of undergrowth. Silently, unseen, Tarzan looks down upon the man and pities his inadequacy. A slight movement in the tall grass behind Tracy catches Tarzan's eye... A tawny shadow. NumA the lion, crouched for a spring. His sinewy legs drawn deep under him. His lean body low, yellow fangs bared. Lips twisted in a fearful, soundless snarl. His body sinks lower, crouching for that terrific, deadly spring. Lower, lower, inch by inch, lower. In a moment, there'll be a roaring snarl, a mangled body. lower, lower. With swift, steady fingers, Tarzan snatches an arrow from his quiver, fits it into the bowstring. With bow pulled taut, Tarzan waits. The lion's eyes glow, his body is tense, ready. Slowly the merciless yellowish-green eyes close as the huge, dripping mouth opens. Human snarls. Tracy whirls pull <laughs> into the of snarling death. Tracy screams! There's a moment of deadly tension. Numa springs. The light muscular body launches itself. An arrow flies from Tarzan's bow. Punches deep into Numa's side. For a moment, the charge is stopped. But only for a moment. Numa turns, snaps at the arrow buried in his lean side. Crazy starts to run. Stumble falls. A numa in an agony of pain and rage whirls around, senses for one more terrific spring upon the poor man. Crazy falls, rolls, digs his fingers deep into the earth to drag himself to safety. It's no use. Numa springs like a plummet. Tarzan drops from the tree, lands upon the hurling beast in midair, His fingers clutching the infuriated, shaggy the mane. They twist in the air, fall. Tarzan's mighty right arm encircles the beast's neck. The giant falls, strike out. Tarzan clings to the brutish neck. Slowly, with sinew tearing strength, he pulls the great head backward, twisting, snarling, clawing, backward, backward. Suddenly, Tarzan's knife flashes, plunges with terrific force into the side of the lion again and again and again. Slowly, the great muscles of the lion relax. The yellowish-green fire fades from his eyes. The great head goes loose in Tarzan's grasp. NumA is dead. Dropping the dead lion, Tarzan throws back his head, beats his chest as he sends echoing through the jungle his cry of triumph. The cry of the victor! Tarzan, the mighty hunter, has made a kill. Thanks, thanks, old man. You, you saved my life. It was, well, all but unbelievable. My name is Tracy. Numa bundolo tarmangani. Tarzan bundolo Numa. Numa bun. I I, I don't understand. Numa bundolo tarmangani. I'm sorry, old man, but English is the only language I know. Tarzan studies Tracy curiously. Slowly he walks around him. Finally, Tracy starts off, motioning Tarzan to follow him. Tarzan realizes that the man is going in the direction away from which he came. He grasps Tracy's arm to lead him in the opposite direction. Certain that he's right, Tracy starts off again in the wrong direction. This time, Tarzan takes from his leopard-skin girdle the green jade bottle and thrusts it into Tracy's hand. Tracy is amazed. Bottle. And then. A green bottle. He's aghast. With a swift gesture, Tarzan grabs Tracy, hoists him to his shoulder... Tracy struggles futilely and then relaxes. Certainly, this forest man who saved his life at the risk of his own has no intent other than for good. Tracy is appalled. Tarzan leaps, grass low branch of a tree. Up, up, he leaps from branch to branch. In a moment, they're sweeping along with incredible speed. Meanwhile, Clayton, Jane, and Professor Porter are stealthily making their way aft, where they intend to hide themselves from Yonk, believing they'll be safe. Unknown to them, yarn the and snakes are following. I, I thought I heard somebody following us. Uh, I too, heard something. Come on, hurry along. Let's just through this next bulkhead. Stay where you are, or I'll shoot. Run for it. Take Jane's other arm, Professor. Come on, stay You snipes. Can't you hit anything? Well, they minded. it. Fine marksmanship. Fine marksmanship, Snipes. And then forty-five things is an handle. Ah, you couldn't hit him with a machine gun. Well, what are we going to do? We ain't got a chance of getting through that door. Nor of them getting out. There's a latch on both sides. Fasten the bolt. Hey, Chief, what's the lie? Am I supposed to sit on my ditty bag doing nothing but waiting for them to get ready to come out? They aren't coming out. Oh, yarn, That's pretty raw, ain't it? Letting a dime starve to death. They aren't going to starve to death. Open that seacock. They'll drown like that. What? Oh, I, I ain't soft to nothing, but. Well, can't we just maroon them someplace, you know? Sort of give them a run for the alley? Don't be a fool, Snipes. With them alive, our name will be carved on every gallows in the country. If we get them out of the way, get the treasure, scuttle the old tub, we're away clean. Sure. That's all right for the guy in the old geezer. But what about the dimes? Young baby. When I want any suggestions from you, Snipes, I'll ask for them. Crack that valve and come on. I want to get ashore and hunt down Tracy. I stuck my head in the noose for a treasure, and I'm not gonna be cheated out of it. Eh. Nobody ever cheated you out of nothing yet, Young. But if you decide turn it, I'll turn it. Turn it? She'll go. That ends three of our worries. Come on. Have you a match, Professor? There ought to be a lamp in here somewhere. Oh! Something just ran on the foot. A, a room of some sort, no doubt. Hurry, Mr. Clayton. Put on the light. Ah, uh-huh. here are some matches. Always the last pocket in which one looks. There's a lamp over there. Oh, what luck? an ancient and fish-like smell if I may quote Shakespeare. Imagine that beast yacht firing on a wall. Oh, this is terrible. I've been thinking it over, Clayton. The best thing for us to do is to go out, face them, and offer to do anything, anything in return for their word to give Jane safe passage to the next port. Their word? What good will that do? Oh, those terrible, nasty little eyes. Uh, by George, look, look, look. They're, they're scurrying. Well, half of them are gone already. Thank heaven. What in the world are you supposed to start them off that way? Uh, when rats desert, it's an ill omen, they say. Uh, oh, look. Uh, what, Wait! Uh, this compartment is being flooded. Oh, let's get out of this. They're going to flood us out. Open the door, Clayton. Oh, no, I'm standing in water now. Well, you might as well go out and face it. When I open the door, stand back. Oh, for kidding sake, open it. All right, stand back, Professor. The door must be stuck. Put your shoulders to it. All right, now. One, two, three. That door is easy. That's Clayton. It, it's bolted on the other side. You you mean we're locked in? Oh, now, yeah, don't worry. We'll pound on the door and they'll open up. Uh, hand me that bar over there. Oh, Jane. Yes, yes. Uh, let me help you up on the pipe there so you can keep your feet dry. Oh, don't bother. I'm well right up to my knees now. Hurry, knock on the door. Yeah, here, take, take Here's the door, Right. They'll hear this. Oh, surely. Surely they'll open the door. Well, of course, of course. But that's funny, they don't hunt. Yonk. Yonk. Open the door. Jan, you're here. Open the door. You can't let us drown like this. You! You! You've been listening to a classic radio drama proudly brought to you by the astoundingoutpost.com. Help support us by becoming a Patreon sponsor at www.patreon.com/astoundingoutpost.